0: We are so glad you joined us today for the sermon podcast of St. Thomas Anglican Mission. St. Thomas is a convergent church anchored in Anglicanism and located in beautiful Matthews County, Virginia. We seek to be a community of refuge where you can rest, dream, and change as you encounter Christ through the scriptures, spirit, and sacrament. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Let's listen. Gospel reading for today comes from Luke chapter one, beginning in the 26th verse. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but now, but she's now in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
1: Again, good morning and welcome to this, the fourth Sunday in Advent. And as I said at the beginning, uh, today we are blessed to have Bishop Ryan Mackey uh, bringing the word to us. Uh, Bishop Ryan is the auxiliary bishop of uh, the the, uh, Diocese of the Restoration um, in the communion of Evangelical Episcopal churches. I've had the fortune over this past year of getting to know Ryan and um, he helped with the transition of us of us stepping into the communion of evangelical episcopal churches he's become a great friend and if you've tuned into any of our broadcasts before you've seen that he's even led worship for us for a few times so uh it's going to be good i'm excited and i look forward to uh him blessing you all so let's hear what he has to say well, good
0: morning everyone grace to you Peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Fourth Sunday of Advent. So I'm not sure if the church that you were raised in is like the church I was raised in, but we did these four themes of Advent, like what uh, Father Jason has talked about, and maybe you've heard a few other people talk about, um, to where it's hope on the first Sunday, it's peace on the second Sunday, it's joy On the third Sunday. And this Sunday is the Sunday of love. And our gospel reading today, um, I want us to keep in mind this theme of when love is around. When love is around. What could be done when love is around? What could we do? How might we operate when love is around? And so I want to take us through this passage this morning, just uh, the next several minutes, and have us examine this thought. So the angel Gabriel comes to Mary. Now Gabriel's already been a player in the story. Matter of fact, if you go just a few verses earlier, you'll see that Gabriel visited Zachariah, it would be Mary's cousin-in-law, Elizabeth's husband, and he appeared to Zachariah, and Zachariah has this encounter which is very different from what Mary's encounter is. but Zechariah hears the same words that Mary hears. "Do not be afraid, Zachariah. And when Gabriel greets Mary, he says, "Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And Scripture tells us that she was troubled by this greeting. Have you ever felt troubled when God called you to do something? Have you ever felt like maybe you're a little bit out of your element? Think about some of our fathers of the faith. Think about Abraham. God takes Abraham out underneath the stars. This old man who's never had a child and says, your descendants will be the same as the number of stars or the grains of sand. Think about Moses. Moses is on the backside of the desert tending sheep. And the Lord appears to him in the burning bush and tells him what's going to happen. And Moses said, I can't do that. I can't lead a people. I stutter when I talk. How's this, how are you ever going to bring this pile? Up? Gideon is threshing wheat in a, in a wine press. An angel of the Lord appears to him and says, Behold, you mighty man of valor. And then begins to lay out a plan. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt like when you've heard from God or when you've been a part of people who hear from God, God's calling you to do something, and you're thinking, I don't know how this is going to come to pass. Your brain starts going into overdrive, trying to think logistics. If you're anything like me, I start to think of like different ways that this could possibly happen and trying to figure out how it's going to go that way. And the angel says to her, Do not be afraid. Before she can even respond, the angel says, Do not be afraid for you have found favor with God. He says, fear not. We hear this throughout scripture. I mean, we just heard it a little bit ago. The angel says to Zachariah, fear not. And Gabriel says to Mary, fear not. The angels who greet the shepherds say, fear not. For some reason, we've gotten into our heads that sometimes when God shows up, that a representative of God shows up, that there's fear involved. But what happens? what would happen if we thought it was in love? if we looked at it through the lens of hope, if we looked at it through the lens of peace, of joy, of love. And Gabriel says, don't be afraid, for you've found favor with God. The angels would say to the shepherds, and on earth, peace to men of goodwill, or another translation says, peace. On to them on whom his favor rests. And God says, you have found favor with God and you will conceive in your womb and you will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus. The angel already begins to, Gabriel already begins to lay things out for her and says, don't be afraid, you're favored. And because you're favored, because this is the plan, this is the will of God for your life. This is what's going to happen. And Mary says, well, how is this going to happen? She begins to put up physical barriers in a sense. She says, that can't happen. I'm a virgin. I've never known a man. It doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense with what's in my head of how I know how things go. And Gabriel tells her, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will do the work. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the most high will overshadow you. God will do the work. To go back to Gideon, you you remember the story, hopefully, how Gideon goes through this whole long process. And in the end, after Gideon has um, gone through all these things, and there's been all these preparations made. When it comes time to fight the actual battle, they never raise a sword to the enemy. The enemy kills themselves. Mary looks at this physical barrier, this thing in the flesh, and says, how can this even happen? And Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit. And he tells her about Elizabeth. We'll come back to Elizabeth here in a moment. But at the end of telling her about Elizabeth, he says, for nothing will be impossible with God. And this is something that we hear echoed in the ministry of Jesus in Matthew 19, 26. It says, but Jesus looked at him and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. We'd say in Mark, he would talk about, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and it'll happen. With man, things are impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Through the love of God, which is shed abroad, nothing would be impossible. So fear not, because the work is not yours to do. The work is that of the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth. So Gabriel tells Mary, we don't know exactly all what gets said, other than what we read here. We don't know entirely how much Mary might know or might not know before this moment. But her cousin, Elizabeth, who was significantly older, had also conceived a son, was six months ahead of Mary in this journey. And he says, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, when people thought it was so far gone, when people thought it was beyond what was capable through the power of God, It happened. And true enough, Gabriel's words to Zachariah, he says, do not be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Jesus, standing outside of the tomb of his friend Lazarus, lifts up his voice to heaven and says, God, I know you hear me when I pray. Jesus walked in that love. He walked in that relationship with his father, fearing not. And I love this picture of, in the next verses that follow, 39 through 45, when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. Might I suggest to us that in these moments, in these journeys, that we have company, that there is somebody else out there on the journey, and that we are not alone. There might even be somebody who's already ahead of you in this journey, like Elizabeth was ahead of Mary in the journey. In Celtic spirituality, it was known as an anamkara, or a soul friend. It was somebody who wasn't necessarily a counselor or a confessor. Um, It was somebody, though, that would walk alongside you as you processed, as you worked through that thing, as you discovered, as you developed. And they would be there offering you a hand to hold, a shoulder to cry on. They couldn't carry the weight for you. They could bear burdens with you, as scripture calls us to. But just like uh, Samwise Gamges in The Lord of the Rings, he could not carry the ring for Frodo Baggins, but he could help to carry Frodo. He could help to bear in his own way that burden and be that soul friend. And so in the same way, Mary has Elizabeth for the journey and the children that they bear in their womb. So we come to the end of this passage. And after Gabriel has greeted her, after Gabriel has assured her that all will be well, after Mary has momentarily protested, and after Gabriel has, says, has said, The Holy Spirit's going to make it work with God, all things are possible, and you've got somebody along with you for the journey. Mary looks at Gabriel and says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel leaves. And Mary walks forward, knowing that she's been called, knowing that the love of God has been shed abroad over her, knowing that the Holy Spirit would be there to comfort and to counsel. To know that this is not an impossible thing to God. And knowing that she's got help on the journey. She has a companion with her. Earlier this week, I was going through social media as sometimes you do. So people talk about the endless scroll. And I was doing just, just a quick scroll. And I landed on the account of an acquaintance of mine. Um, and he was telling a story about his granddaughter. And I wanted to read this for you. It's just a little short anecdote. And this guy, this gentleman said, Tonight, my grandgirl, Leela, took the family's cross off the wall. And her mother asked her if she knows what it represents, ready to explain. And Leela said, God. She's running around with it, with the cross, saying, Who cares about danger when there's love? Who cares about danger when there's love? Mary stands before the archangel Gabriel with this explanation of what's about to take place in her life. Who cares about danger when there's love? Christ stands outside of the tomb of Lazarus, lifts up his eyes and his voice to heaven, and says, Lord, I don't do this for my sake. And Jesus would say that I and my Father are one. And he talks about the love of God. I think that if there's been any time in my life up to this point when people needed to know about the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of God, now is that time. Now is that place. And I realize that sometimes it can seem easier to say than to do. I also know that scripture talks about being justified by your words. I also know that it's important to mind what you say. When I was a kid, we would sing this song about be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little mouth what you speak. Be careful little feet where you go. So may I suggest that this week as we are, as will be five days, from the birth of Christ in the church calendar. And our advent will be over and the incarnation will be here. Might I suggest to us that in these next five days, we dedicate it to living in the hope of God. The song, Oh Holy Night, talks about the thrill of hope and how the weary world rejoices. Man, this is a time for the world to rejoice. And it's a time to feel that that thrill of hope. Scripture talks about letting the peace of God reign. Let the peace which passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds. Joy, the joy of the Lord being our strength. The joy of the Lord filling us to overflowing. And of course, the song, Joy to the World. The Lord has come. Let the earth receive. And finally love. And there's so many scriptures about love. Christ said that greater love is no man than this. That we lay down his life for those whom he loves. How do we do that? We do it in walking out our lives. We do it through gestures. We do it through actions. We do it through words. When's the last time you told someone you loved them? When is the last time you showed someone you loved them? When is the last time you felt loved by someone? Might I suggest that this is the week for you to figure that out? Might I suggest that this week gets to be faith in action as you give hope to others, as you pray peace over others, as you experience joy, and as you extend the love of God to others. One of my favorite sentences of scripture, and it's one that I like to end um, Vesper services and, and such with, is 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. And so my prayer for you this morning in closing is this week, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May it be around you. May it be above you. May it be beneath you. May it be there when you wake up, as you go about your day, and when you go to sleep. May it be in all your interactions with people, both from you and to you. May the love of God the Father be with you. That same love that Christ spoke of, may it be with you. But may it not just be with you as yours to receive, but may you give the love of Christ. May you extend the love of Christ to others in thought, in word, and in deed. May the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, that Holy Spirit, which Gabriel said would overshadow you. May you listen for the voice of God. May you listen for the whisper of the Holy Spirit. May you feel his nudge this week as we wait patiently for the coming of Christ. As we get ready to experience the joy of his incarnation. And as we get ready to declare that word to the world that the Lord has come. So, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all be with you all amen thank you for listening to the message you can find out more about saint thomas by visiting our website matthewsanglican.org you can also find us on facebook and instagram simply search our name have a blessed week